When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And Toolmart, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, welcome to Sports Day. It's the start of another working week. Hope it's been a good one for you. You can join us anytime on the Temper of Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Uh, of course, Bedshed are experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And now for tyre power, uh, when you buy three and get one free on selected Falcon all terrain tyres. You need to visit your local tyre power outlet. As I mentioned in other sport, when you look at what uh, has transpired, and it really has been incredible fact that Italy uh, stunned Australia 28-27 in that win in the Autumn Nations series. We'll be speaking, as I mentioned, to Mick Collis about that a bit later on in the program because it's the first time ever that Italy have beaten Australia. And also Samoa captain Junior Paolo vowed that his team will go all out in their preparations for historic Rugby League World Cup final against Australia. Amazing. Stephen Crichton hit an extra time drop goal to clinch that scintillating 27-26 win over the tournament hosts at Arsenal's Emirates Stadium also at the weekend. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo, as we're about to welcome in Alex Brosk, has made a scathing attack on Manchester United and it's manager Eric Ten Hag in an explosive interview. Now, it's a sit-down chat with Piers Morgan. It's called Piers Morgan Uncensored, which will air later this week on Flash. And the football superstar said he felt betrayed by the club and believed they were trying to force him out. They're trying to force you out, yes. Not only the coach, but the other two or three guys there around the club. At uh, the senior executive level? Yes that I felt betrayed. And you uh, think they're trying to get rid of you? Honestly, I should not say that, I don't know, but listen, I, I don't care, I'm always, people should listen to true. Yes, I feel betrayed and I felt that some people that don't want me here, not only this year, but last year too. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, interesting, of course, uh, interesting developments. Where Will he be there? Will he be, of course, uh, transferred in that January transfer window? Of course, after going uh, and doing that interview with Piers Morgan, you think that maybe his days at Old Trafford are numbered. All right, a man that's represented Australia, and he represented Australia in almost a decade. He was wearing the green and gold, an outstanding footballer for Sydney FC where he racked up over 100 appearances. In fact, over 200 appearances because he had a couple of stints with Sydney FC. Uh, we're speaking about Alex Brosk, who now is involved, of course, uh, in the promotion and broadcasting 
of uh, soccer, including the Socceroos and the A-League. Alex, thanks for your time and thanks for joining us. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. What about Cristiano Ronaldo? There's no way he can stay at Old Trafford now, can he? Oh, you wouldn't think so. I hadn't heard the comments, but just listening to it there, it's... um... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's trying to force his way out, I think. You know, you, you don't do an interview like that um, where you sit down and, and lay everything on the table unless you are trying to get yourself out of a, out of a, a situation. So, look, it, it, it's beyond repair now, I think. There, there were a lot of rumours, a lot of speculation, but he's now come out with that interview, uh, and, and it's time. they got to part ways, I think. And it's time now to get serious about the World Cup. But all the Australian players have seemingly arrived in Doha or in Qatar in preparation for the big event, uh, the FIFA World Cup. The A-League players, actually, the seven of them, left last night from Sydney. So they would have arrived as well. Uh, we start to get excited now. But again, we're not, I suppose you don't get ahead of yourself because you don't, just don't know how Australia's going to go. Is that your feeling? Yeah, look, pretty much. I think, I think as long for me, as long as we play good football, I know Arnie wants to go there, and um, you know he's mentioned shocking the world before, and I really hope they do. But for me, really, the expectation should just be that we we look to build off this World Cup, get some momentum with the amount of boys we've got going overseas, playing in Europe at the moment. For me personally, I feel like in four years' time, we'll be much better placed. That we'll, we'll be have a lot more. You know, players in, in at a better age have with a lot of European experience. So for this one, I'm not expecting a great deal. Um, we've got games against France, against Denmark. You know, th- those are two countries that are tipped to do extremely well in this uh, in this tournament. Um, and we have a lot of young players, a lot of inexperienced players. So again, I think they'll grow from this one, be better for it for the next one. But look, we, we've got to hope. You know, we didn't expect to even be here. I think a lot of people didn't think that we'd get past Peru, which they did. They stuck together. Arnie's got a great knack of, you know, turning all the negativity into a, a real positive and get those players driven. So they'll definitely be up for it. We, we should be excited. We should be hopeful. Um, but we should also possibly be a little bit realistic and just hope that we play some good football and do Australia proud. Well, you know Arnie very well. Of course, uh, he was at Sydney FC when you were a player. Uh, how will he handle this, do you think? Because it is, it is the big event. The spotlight's on him and on the team. It doesn't get any bigger than this now. No, it doesn't. You know, you know what? Looking at the footage of the players arriving, training already in Qatar, it, it's hard not to get excited. And that's just from me looking from the outside. I, I'd imagine the players would be, um, you know, would have such a great feeling just being amongst that whole uh, environment at the moment. So they'll, they'll be excited. They'll be up for it. it. It doesn't. These moments don't come along for the players often, if at all. You know, so they they. Arnie's very aware of that. You'll be aware of making this special for them. Um, but you'll also be very aware of everything that's being said back home, the fact that no one's really expecting all that much and driving that into the players to, you know, to, to shock everybody, to say, right, nobody believes in us. Let's go out there and prove, every, prove everybody wrong. Arnie's great at doing that. He's great at getting that into his players. And, it, you know, they don't come much bigger than France in that opening game. But I think you'll have them ready and, and hopefully you can pull something out of the bag for us. Yeah, we'll come to that opening game in a moment, Alex. But when you look at the the wow factor or certainly putting players in a position many didn't predict. Of course, we've got uh, Garang Qual, the become the youngest ever World Cup player after what has been a remarkable selection, despite having never started a professional match. And, of course, <laughs> Scottish-born striker Jason Cummings has been included 
as a potential X factor. Is that Arnie's way to maybe throw uh, throw the dice a bit and hopefully it does work? Look, I think so. I think looking at the squad that he's picked, he, he has a game plan that he wants to carry out, which is to try and press. You know, there's a lot of fit, energetic players there if you look across the midfield and, and in the attacking area. So I think he, he doesn't want to sit back and try and defend and, and, you know, get a draw if we can. He's going out there to try and get get more than that. And I think I think it's very brave. I think it's good. I think he's got the players there to carry out a game plan for, you know, we've always been known as being fit, as being strong, physical. And he's I think he's picked the squad to, to do that, you know, to try and get in the face and make France uncomfortable, make Denmark uncomfortable, like we like we did a cup uh, in the last World Cup. So, Garan Quali is that X factor. He's that excitement that we've. You're right. He hasn't started a game, but every single time he's come off the bench for the Mariners, he's had an impact, and and none more so than over the weekend where he he scored two goals in in the 20 30 minutes he was on the pitch. So you can see already what what that excitement of being and going to a World Cup has done for him. He's not phased by anything. He played against Barcelona in the All-Stars match only a couple months ago, and he didn't look out of place at all. So he's an exciting young player, and, and Cummings just gives you something different, something out of the box, something that we, uh, you know, a little bit unpredictable up in that forward position that we need. So it's a it's a pretty well-balanced squad, and um, look, I think all more than capable of carrying out what Arnie wants to do over there. Of course, you were a forward, a winger. You scored goals for Sydney FC and around the world when you played, of course, internationally. And, of course, you even scored for Australia. Have we got the strike power to score goals, which is required to win games of football? But that, that is the concern and not because of the quality I think we've definitely got enough quality Martin Boyle can score goals Mitch Duke McLaren Cummings Mabil Leckie they, they can all score goals I think it's just it's I guess going forward as a team creating opportunities for these guys you know and that's something that Arnie there's not long to go there's only a week before we kick off but Arnie really has to work on that because in, in the qualifying matches our hardest games were against Japan and Saudi Arabia, and we didn't create a lot in those games. And that's the concern going into the World Cup against the likes of France, Denmark, and Tunisia. We we need to find ways to create because we have goal scorers in the squad. So if Arnie can get that part, and again, he doesn't have much time, if he can get that part right, um, I, I do have confidence that these boys in the squad can score goals. But then you look at France in our opening game. How would you play it? You know, Kylian Mbappe, uh, Karim Benzema, you know, there's this is star power here. And Absolutely. You, the thing you don't want to happen in the first game against France, who with the likes of other nations, or one of the fancies to maybe take out the tournament, the Brazils and the Argentina, is get walloped. So how do you play the first game to keep your hopes alive of maybe getting the four points against Tunisia and Denmark? Uh, what would be the tactics for Arnie in that opening game? Well, you know, I, I would probably be very, very cautious, and that's because you, you named a few of the, the players that France have got, and it, you can't help but be scared. But Arnie's actually gone the other way, and he said, look, that's the game that he's targeting. That's the game he wants to get three points in. He feels like France always go into competition and start very slowly. We saw last World Cup, they underestimated us, and he was there watching the French team go out to warm up before the game against Australia. And he said they looked like they thought they had the game in the bag, that they just had to go out onto the field. They barely even warmed up. They looked like they were just cruising. And and we did well against them. It took a, a very late uh, penalty for them to beat us. So I think 
Look, I think it's tough. You don't want to go. We, we remember what happened against Germany, the 4-0 hiding that we caught. But I feel like in that game, we were very negative with our, with our tactics, with the, the way we set up. And I feel like Arnie he, he will have a different approach. He's going to be more positive, And hopefully we can uh, surprise him like we did last World Cup, but end up with at least a point. It's interesting. Uh, Keanu Bacchus has actually come out, of course, played with the Western Sydney Wanderers before deciding to go to Scotland, where there's a lot of Australians now playing. He's playing for unfashionable St Mirren, who, by the way, uh, drew one all with Rangers at the weekend. Uh, Your thoughts on the amount of Australians now playing in Scotland, which isn't one of the biggest leagues in the world, but what does it do for players like Bacchus? Look, it means that they're in the shop window. So while the Scottish... Premier League may not be the biggest. These guys have all just gone there recently, and the idea and, and hope is that they'll have a lot of. Them, they're all playing. A lot of them are playing. They're playing well. They're scoring goals, um, and I think the idea. That's why I was saying about in four years' time, I feel like we'll, we'll see the best out of this squad because a lot of these young guys they've gone over there, and it takes time. You don't just become, you know, uh, uh, successful in Europe overnight. Even that incredible generation of players in 2006, they. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to slug it out in lower leagues before eventually, you know, your Grellas and Bresciano's ended up in, in the Serie A. Kay, Tim Cahill, Mark Viduca, all these guys, you know. So it's not easy to get to Europe and, and make it. So I think these guys all playing in Scotland at the moment. In a couple of years' time, hopefully some of them are playing in England, in Spain or in Italy, um, and our national team will, will grow from it. So it is great to see all these uh, guys in Europe at the moment. Mm. No doubt you're excited. You're co-host of the Global Game here on SEN. As I said, you're a star player. Simon Hill, of course, is also part of the program. What's the general feeling, Alex? You know, deep down inside, what are the waters telling Alex Brosk about the Australians? I reckon either will be something <laughs> out of the box that we didn't expect and maybe they get a draw against France and they beat Tunisia and they thought, hey, unbelievable, look where they've come, or it could turn a bit uncomfortable. Uh, what, what's your general feeling? Oh, look, my, my feel is one of hope. You know, I, I feel like I, I completely underestimated, um, you know, just how how incredibly strong that bond is between this team. They they did it extremely hard in qualifying. And Arnie, you know, he, he likes to point that out to people, that it wasn't your regular qualifying route that we had. It was, you know, lockdowns. It was pl- being away from home and their families for long periods of time, not playing many games in Australia. And they got through it. And I didn't expect them to get past Peru, and they did. So I feel like this team has a closeness that can bring something special out, that can bring something that uh, that we're probably not, not expecting and, and can't see yet. But you're right. I mean, if we can get a point out of France in that first game, anything can happen from there. I mean, the confidence out of getting a draw against one of the favourites to win the World Cup would be immense for this group of players. Tunisia is the next game. We could get a win there. And then all of a sudden, we're going into that third game. Denmark are hopefully qualified and, and, you know, rest some players. And all of a sudden, we're looking at potentially getting out of the group. So, look, it's just one of hope for me at the moment. I'm hopeful more than anything. Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. I love having a chat to you, Alex Broskin. Enjoy the World Cup. As you said, it's only a week away and it's uh, so close. We can touch it now and let's hope Australia really do uh, provide an enormous entertainment for the faithful back here down under. Thanks for your time. No problem. No problem. Thank Good you. on you. Alex Brosker joining us. As I mentioned, Australia's first game is on Saturday of the first week. They play France 
And I think the kickoff is around about 6 o'clock uh, Perth time, but just check your guides for that. SBS, of course, uh, from a television point of view, are covering it. But when it comes to radio, it is the Sports Entertainment Network, SEN, that have got the radio rights. And we'll be broadcasting every single game of the tournament. Every single game. Uh, so it's going to be a huge coverage and looking forward to being part of the broadcast team. We'll take a break. It's 27 past five. And this is uh, Drive with uh, Peter Vlahos. Uh, in fact, it's also Sports Day, driving you home. Uh, show your support for Maccabi Day, by the way, by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Now, the money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Take that on board and support the cause. The Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.